The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Street 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 touchdown! Parsons has second. Prescott keeps it and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Talking Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, live from the Star in Frisco, Texas, in the SWBC studios. Welcome in, everybody, as we take a look back on what was the 2024 season, and we are taking your phone calls. And your text messages today. We're going to talk to the fans. Hmm. I feel like it's been a minute. It has. It's been a little bit since we've gotten to hear from the fans, hear their take. And we've got some good news and notes to hit on the th- this first segment as well. But give us a call if you want to be a part of the show. 888-855-2297. Or give us a text. 817-290-3298. The Scope is pretty broad. You can talk about a little bit of anything at this point, but we're going to start with Mike Zimmer officially, officially being named the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, they agreed to terms yesterday, uh, initially chosen on Thursday. It looked like there was some back and forth. I don't really want to buy into it. To, to be honest, I mean, uh, uh, Joneses and the front office were in Vegas, and um, were there contract negotiations? Yes, but I, I don't think there was anything that uh, concerned anybody in this building as far as the deal not getting done. So it gets done yesterday afternoon uh, around 3 p.m. or so, and uh, now we're looking forward as Mike Zimmer is the new D.C. He comes back to Dallas after uh, seven seasons from 2000 to 2006. We talked about many oper- or, uh, many possibilities last week, and I think Zimmer over over and beyond was probably the consensus pick. I know some some of us may have had different number ones. Some of us, some of some us, of us may have had different number ones. But I, I think if you had told all four of us, I don't think he was that close. <laughs> I don't believe a word that Schefter said in this entire process. Who's he was it? so off every time. If you he, name, whoever if you, his source was, you had the name it's probably last, Isaiah. Isaiah was Schefter's source. Not. That's exactly uh, what it was. I don't have any insight. Uh, if, you, <laughs> if he had to be down to the last two coaches, who was it? If it came down to the last two, who, who are the last two? Mike candidates? Zimmer and Aiden Dirty. Yeah, I think it was Dirty. AD. Aiden Dirty. Yes, I can say that confidently. Yeah, Aiden Dirty made a big impression during his interviews, um, and I mean, he was on the edge for the Seahawks DC position, and you see how quick that developed as soon as Mike Zimmer was announced on Thursday night. I mean, we're talking Friday morning, eleven a.m. Mm-hmm. Seahawks DC is when he was getting announced. That's still not finalized, so um, you know, kind of wait on that the, for this week. But I, I, Aiden Dirty impressed a lot of people in the That's interviews, good, and it, it seems like he has a lot to bring from a scheme standpoint as well. So, uh, but as far as Mike Zimmer, I, I think it's an interesting uh, um, uh, guy to bring into the building. We talked about kind of needing for lack of a better term, needing a hard ass a little bit on the defensive side of the ball. And I, I think you have that with Mike Zimmer. Granted, he's been out of coaching for the last three years, but I, I think I think this is an interesting possibility as, as far as being able to bring a guy who has veteran experience. He has succeeded and coached in so many different eras. I mean, we're talking 90s, 2000s, 2010s with different type of talent. I mean, this is a guy who has coached Deion Sanders and has had Justin Jefferson on his team. I mean, the, yeah. look at the, the, the span there uh, and being able to uh, be with those guys. And now he comes into this defense with all 
all these all pros in the secondary. You know, you, you're, you're going to be able to work with these guys. And then what do you do up front? I think that's going to be the biggest question, which I, I kind of have a couple of interesting things that I think they could do, but we'll talk that we'll talk about throughout the show. But um, it, it's an interesting hire. I like the hire. He works well with Mike McCarthy. Um, I, I, you can't find one big negative in my book. What are your thoughts? Um, I think he is a obviously a proven coach in this league. My concerns remain the same in, mm-hmm. re- in regards to his ability to relate to this generation of player and his ability to relate to the type of players that are on this roster currently. There's obviously going to be additions, but your core members are still your core members, and I'm not sure. Um, I'm not confident. I'll put it that way. I am not confident currently based upon what I know about him and what I've seen from him as a coach over all these years. We have all this documentation to be able to go back and look at um, players that I know who have played underneath him, um, who know him very well. I'm not sure that that coaching style is going to work. But we'll find out soon enough. Um, there's, I don't have any concerns about his capabilities as a defensive coordinator. I don't have any concerns about that. My concerns are solely on his ability to relate and communicate at a level that's going to produce productivity on the field and for these guys to want to come to work. Um, one of the things that I, you know, I don't want to throw shade, I just go off of history. Right? I'm mm-hmm. a facts guy. You look at how Coach McCarthy handled the COVID situation, look at how he handled the COVID situation um, with his teams. And I think that was something that was kind of glaring for me as well in terms of him and being able to communicate on that level with his players, um, not throwing players under the bus, things of that nature. Those are concerns of mine that I have in regards to him. Well, whether it works or not, and obviously you need it to work. It's mm-hmm. a one. It's a one-year trial deal with this, Absolutely. basically this coaching staff. But regardless of that, whether it works or not, yep. could you argue that this defense kind of needs that coaching style? Absolutely. They they need a more. They need more discipline in that regard. They need somebody to kick them in their butt, whether or not they can receive it. Right. I like yeah. that coaching style. That works for me. Right. But I played in a totally different era to your point. Right. You know, the guys that you mentioned in the past that work with them. Right. The more recent guys, he ended up not being there. Right. Because, you know, Justin Jefferson and things and guys of that nature didn't work out too well for him. So, yes, he can. He's done well historically with those type of players. But now this new age, that's where the challenge is. You've talked about it before, though. There were coaches that were on this coaching staff in the past, whether it was offense or Mm -hmm. defense, that spoke the truth, that were that level of. But we're personal. Coaching staff, that doesn't mean Zimmer can't be personal. I didn't say that he can't. I'm just saying his 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 work that we have to to go off of, up to date. And uh, I guess, the, again, the players that I personally know that I've talked to who who have played for him, yeah, that's an area of concern. Every time? Every player that you've, that every you've talked to? Every single one of them. <laughs> I, I think, no, I was just asking. Because I, 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 yeah. I wonder what the pool is there. Yeah. yeah. I, I also look at I it mean, from Woods, an X's and O's standpoint. Too, right? didn't, didn't Woody? Express some of that in one of his interviews recently? I think a lot of people have expressed a lot of things over yeah, the last week. I feel sure. like everybody has talked. And yeah. by that, I mean everybody that ever wore a star on the side of their helmet yeah. has said something this week. Emmett, Troy, mm-hmm. <laughs> Michael, yeah, I mean, Not listen, so current I want, guys. I just want that to be clear. I don't have concerns about his ability to, to perform and put out a good product on the field. I have zero concerns about that. Sure. 
It's this, can he get the most out of his players? And that, in order to get the most out of your players, you have to be able to connect with those guys. Yeah. And you have to be able to know what buttons to push. You have to know how far you can go. You got to be able to be able to have a relationship with them, right? As much as you are a coach mm-hmm. and a director, you still got to be able to, to have a relationship with these guys. It's, it's just a new age, man. Doesn't, That's, doesn't that kind of play into performing, though? If, if you have to do that and connect with your guys off the field and get the most out of them, that, that goes into being able to perform. If you have no concerns about him being able to perform, how does that kind of winning solves everything side right? with it yeah i'm just I'm, I, I would like to say that but I'm, but you're seeing this you're seeing it change like how many coaches in this league have been successful with that style how many of are, are left honestly uh i feel like that's a tomlin kind of a it's not pool. because i can't think of any right now it's no, yeah. i can't think of any coaches no, right sure. now no 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 um, tom tomlin's the only one that i could point yeah. at and say he has consistently been successful regardless of the type of generation with that style of coaching yeah, no, but not everybody is Sean McVay and Mike McDaniel. I mean, I get it. They've I'm just saying got the, hard asses across the league that we don't even know absolutely. about. Absolutely. I'm just saying seemingly what the league is kind of gravitating towards, and I'm, I don't think it's happening by chance. You you think it's because of a generational absolutely. shift in thought process. Absolutely. I get it. But X's and O's wise, too, you're looking at Zimmer yeah, and you're saying – he might be one of the best fits. I mean, you talk about sim pressures, which uh, for those that don't know, sim pressure, and I looked up the definition just so that way I get it right. Pressure that brings a non-traditional rusher, like a linebacker or a defensive back, in exchange for dropping a traditional mm-hmm. rusher. There were times when Dan Quinn... Zone blitz. Zone blitz. Yes. There are times when Dan Quinn ran that a lot. Mike Zimmer was one of the original guys Absolutely. that brought the sim rush and brought it, the mm-hmm. sim pressure to the forefront. Now he has a defense that he could certainly run that with. Mm-hmm. He, he's going to need beef in the middle. He's going to need bigger guys. He's going to need beef in the linebacker core. Yep. But we knew that already. That was the case even if it was Zimmer, if it was Ryan, if it was Dirty. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter. Correct. You needed that regardless. Correct. But now whenever you look at what he brings to the table, are you excited about the X's and O's factor of what he could bring? If they can get the personnel to match it. I'm okay. excited if they can get the personnel. Right now, with the person that is currently on this yeah. roster, there's going to be a ton of turnover. I had a, a, somebody ask me on Twitter yesterday, hey, with Mike, uh, with Mike Zimmer being finalized, what, what, do you think uh, Tavondre Sweat out of Texas, big defensive tackle, do you think he's a big-time target now? And I was like, Mike Zimmer, Hans Zimmer, it doesn't matter, whoever's the <laughs> coordinator, you need Everybody, as yeah. much talent down that spine of that defense yeah. as possible. You need defensive tackle, linebacker, and arguably safety as well. You need, yeah. you need big guys down the middle of that defense. It doesn't matter Correct. who's defensive coordinator. Guys who have been valued in this building to date won't be valued as much, some of them. You don't want to say names. I don't want to say names. Yeah, because yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like putting restrictions on guys. But right. I'm just saying, based upon what this, this style of defense, right, this scheme is going to ask of players. Mm-hmm. Some players physically will not be able to execute what he's asking them to do because of their size. Well, kind of think of it as well, though. Think of the past three spots that Mike Zimmer has been in. It was expected that there was going to be longevity at each of those three spots, mm-hmm. and that's what he got at Correct. each of those three spots. Correct. How different? Could his philosophy be coming into Dallas on a one-year mm-hmm. deal, um, not really knowing what beyond 2024 looks mm-hmm. like, and then trying to succeed this year? Is it more so, hey, these are the pieces you got. These are our draft possibilities. These are our free agent possibilities. You know, you can kind of yeah. work with us at this, but this is what you got, yep. and you got to be able to work with these guys. I don't think they're. I don't think that the Joneses are going to ask him to come in and be somebody different than what he's been. That's. I, I'm not saying yep. that he can't be. But I don't think this is the year he for him. He may right make now. that decision on his own. Very much so, but I don't. He's been I mean, sitting on the, the curb for a little bit waiting for an for opportunity. It, but, but also, if we're going to bring up all the success that he's had, you can't 
go and say all of a sudden change that now because of the personnel that Just you completely have. discount you, it. You, you can't like you have to say okay this is what you've done this is where you've been successful successful let's do our best to try to make sure that we have that personnel on the staff so that you can continue that is it realistic to have expectations for zimmer at the level that the expectations were set for Dan Quinn, is is that realistic from a fan base standpoint, or can you expect maybe a little bit of a drop? I can't even think back to the expectations for Dan Quinn. I, well, I think not it's even I, that, I would, but I would I'm say saying like, if let's say if Dan Quinn stayed, if oh, Dan okay, Quinn okay. is That's going into 2024, okay. would the expectations be higher for this defense or lower based off of or equal based off of who the defensive coordinator is? I would have to say higher. You I think Dan Quinn would, would be say higher because yeah. I would say that you're you're asking him to build upon what he's already shown you that he's capable of doing. Completely agree. for him to put in a couple more pieces that they're going to shore up some of the holes that you have. Zimmer, now you're you're being you have to account for grace, the growl, <laughs> right? You have to account for yeah. grace now. Yes, and, and you wouldn't have had that grace mm-hmm. had you retained Dan Quinn because there's a level of expectation yep. from what you've already seen. Now you have to grant grace. You have to allow yourself to rescind a little bit. You have to. Re- you, have, you have to mm-hmm. because you're asking this dude to come in and work with what you have. Now, again, Will McClay, the Jones, they're going to do what they can to get these get pieces moved around and get his personnel in here. But again. There's going to be a culture change. There's going to be a personnel change. There's going to be a scheme change. Like yeah. There's a lot that has to change, and I, people need to understand how much goes into a D coordinator or offensive coordinator or a special teams coordinator changing. Like They are literally changing the way that you do things. They're changing the terminology. They're changing the expectations. Yeah. Everything that you've learned, if you've been on this roster for a number of years, you have to literally push the you know, delete button. To those same points, uh, this past season under Dan Quinn's defense, fifth in total defense, fifth in points allowed, fifth in passing yards allowed, 16th in rushing yards allowed. So I, I guess if you're Dan Quinn going into 2024, you would need to be top five in all those categories, most most certainly rush defense. But for Mike Zimmer coming in, I think there's an expectation that the passing defense stays the same. The scoring defense stays relatively the same. Mm-hmm. you got to figure out what to do from a rushing defense standpoint. And this is kind of something that I've been thinking about as far as what he can do with his staff. Most likely going to have to replace a defensive line coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he has another assistant that he could fill with the absence of Joe Witt going to the Washington Commanders as, as a, a defensive coordinator. Now, Joe Witt was a pass game coordinator, secondary coach. What do you guys think about potentially bringing in a pass rush specialist instead of another secondary coach. Bringing a guy like what Brandon Jordan was for the Seattle Seahawks this past season and kind of being able to elevate Boye Mafe and what they were able to yeah. do from a pass rushing standpoint, it really helped the Seahawks. That's what Dan Quinn's doing in Washington. Exactly, and I think there's something you can really learn from that for the Cowboys, being able to bring in a different defensive staffer up front instead of back in the secondary. Because I think you trust mostly what's happening in the secondary. Yeah. I think it's really that front seven you want to focus on. I think that could benefit them a lot more well and it would also that would help you in the run game to a certain extent just not because it's a pass rush but just because it gives you more flexibility there from those guys and it's not always about unlocking what Micah Parsons can do because Micah Parsons is still going to bring it regardless but it will unlock what guys like Sam Williams who's underachieved could do Uh, if you bring back Doran's Armstrong it could continue him moving forward yes I I I like the idea as a whole and I think it just brings extra emphasis to what was already a strength for this team and and what you want to build on whenever you are Mike Zimmer coming in with a new staff and a new personnel I'm not against any specialist coaches I'm not against that at all Um, I'm very intrigued and interested to find out how much different this pass rush is going to be than what it's been because assignments are different. 
Mm-hmm. Way different. Freedom's different. Yeah. You know, lane discipline is going to be more of an emphasis. You know, if I have to be more lane disciplined, that means I can't freestyle. I can't freestyle Friday up front. You know, I can't, I'm probably not going to run as many stunts as I once was. You know, I'm not going to have, I probably won't have the personnel groupings where it's all pass rushers out mm-hmm. there. You know, there's so yeah. much that changes. And it's like, that's why I say the value of some of the players that are currently on this roster isn't going to be as high for some guys because yeah. some guys have specific roles, you know, for, for, for some, sometimes like, Take, take like a Dante Fowler, like dude. I know he's probably you know probably not coming back, but like, bro, you were here to to rush the, the quarterback maybe ten times a game. Mm-hmm. Like that was your that was your whole that was your purpose. Yep. That was your whole purpose. Do you need that now? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. wait and see what Zimmer says. Yeah. Well, I mean that's part of the <laughs> yeah. the point is whenever you do make a change at coordinator, the expectation should not be as high. It should not be. The level of Dan Quinn. If he reaches that level and Mike Zimmer comes in and they're top five in these categories and they're better at stopping the run, that's a cherry on top and he's done a phenomenal job. But a realistic expectation for Mike Zimmer is to come in and provide a formidable defense that can stop the run and is more disciplined. Those are the two things that Dan Quinn's defense lacked was run stopping ability and discipline to a certain extent. And if Zimmer can bring that and keep the numbers around the top 10 mark, I think he's doing a fantastic job and he's helping you win football games. I think discipline will be all right. Yeah, this, yeah this won't, we'll be, see. Uh, won't be a problem. But if you had to add those two characteristics and take away one, what would you take away? So add run stuffing. Yep. And discipline. Discipline. And you're taking away like pass rush, interceptions, takeaways. Let me think. Because um, I mean, it's, I think it's unrealistic. To think that he's going to come in and just level those two areas up and something's not going to fall off. This team was better against the big play the last couple of years, and I think I would rather keep that than, like, the interceptions. I would rather limit the big play, even though takeaways are fun. Takeaways are – The way these DBs are, uh, Deron Bland and Trevon – I think they're going to get takeaways anyways. They're, it's, they're ball hawks. It's going to yeah. happen regardless. That's that's a tough one. Which one would you? It's take like creating away? a Madden player. You, know, you can't make it all yeah. ninety nine, right? Like something has to go you down. Choose your yeah. attributes for game, your defense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. Um, uh, gosh, I, I don't think you have to choose between one of those. I was thinking more so like, gosh, like um, man coverage ability. You know, because like it, it, you assume that Mike Zimmer's not going to run as much man coverage as Dan Quinn was running this past. He season. loves to run press man. I, I know, but I'm talking like first in the league on a consistent yeah. basis. I think if it wasn't for that Gilmore injury late in the year, they would have, or in the final game, they would have finished the year number one in man coverage. And but so maybe you take that away, and hopefully you can insert some zone ability in that mm-hmm. in that same instance. But it's 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 interesting. It's, tough. it's interesting. But I think it's a it's a defensive back room that is experienced um Correct. they've got a lot of talent in yep. different areas i think whatever they're they're being thrown at it'll work for them that's right. not the concern i have with mike zimmer and yeah. this defense it's not the secondary at all what's the timeline in terms what what's the expectation for a timeline for him to fill his staff i would say we're looking at february 13th combine in a couple of weeks yeah. i would say the week after combine it should mm-hmm. be done that's exactly what i was thinking because the combine serves as a a job board a job a job fair for a lot of coaches because yeah. a lot of guys i mean you know how it is they all go out there every the entire league is in indy and so when you're out there super bowl's one of them where you have the networking ability and you have the parties or whatever sure. but the combine's kind of like that last yeah. chance to get your position so yeah. i bet you week after the combine maybe 10 days after the combine every staff in the nfl is going to be filled I think it's going to be pretty much done by and, that point. And to set the proper expectations for the, for the fans out there listening, he doesn't have to retain. 
everybody on the staff. No, correct. on that side of the ball, Mm-mm. like everybody's job is up for grabs at this point. Like, it's up to, for him for him theoretically. To, theoretically, I'm saying like he has to yeah. decide to bring them back. Yeah, it's yeah. not a guarantee. It's not like oh, I was currently on here before with Dan Quinn. I get to stay. Yeah, yeah. Zimmer gets to come in and say mm, I like you or I don't like you or you you'll fit with me. You won't fit with me or we're along the same wavelengths or not. Yeah, yeah. So well, that, that's that's something that people aren't thinking about also. And also to keep to that point, Washington is being very particular about yes, their defensive are. staff hires, probably in the loom, the whatever happens with Zimmer and what he wants to do with his defensive staff. That's that's for a reason. Yeah. That, I mean, you look at Dirty, he's already gone. He's the defensive coordinator with Seattle. Joe Witt Jr. joins uh, Dan Quinn out in Washington. The only coach that I'm looking at on this defensive staff that I think would stick around yep. based off of Zimmer yep. and what he does well is Al Harris. Yep. I think your defensive back coach is probably going to be here next year, which is a win for the Cowboys. Al's been great, a great part of the staff for the better part of four years now. So I think he's still here. And outside of that, I think everybody's job is, like you said, is under review. And mm. that's that. That basically comes down to Mike Zimmer and whatever and he decides going <laughs> and forward. And no doubt. All right. When we come back, we're going to take your calls. 888-855-2297. We're talking to Cowboys Nation. When we come back about the new defensive coordinator hire and a whole lot more. Right after this, with more talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices message and data rates may apply member fdic welcome back into dear doctor the show where i answer life's questions with an ice cold can of dr pepper sheila let's hear from our next caller would you dear doctor my friend supported me during a tough time but what's the right gift that says thanks for being a shoulder to cry on okay this one's easy i say give her a delicious dr pepper nothing says thanks girl better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
to Talkin' Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, this portion of the show is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super-trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Isaiah? Beamer didn't give me a cup. Oh. I was looking for a nice little bowl. Blaming others. Blaming others. That's the type of culture Mike Zimmer doesn't want around. You can get here early and and get your work in this morning and then get some oatmeal. I know we got to get the callers, but can we talk about the D-Law comment? Yeah, and it, Gilmore quickly walked that back as yeah, well. Yeah. You want to talk about it real quick? Bro, like, what the heck was that? So, just to give context, like I said in the first segment, it feels like everybody, current, former, past, doesn't matter, Cowboy, had their opinions out there uh, on <laughs> Super Bowl Radio Row in, in, in Las Vegas. And there was a comment from Demarcus Lawrence that said, and what, what show was it on? It was on First Take. It was on First Take, yeah. It was a big show. I was about to say Pat McAfee. That was Tony mm-hmm. Pollard. That was a different conversation, too. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence said that they were burnt out, that the defense, that the team, that the Cowboys tired. were tired going into that wild card Long round. season. It was a long season, 17 games. You rested your starters in the back half of the – 17th game. I would have understood that in the NFC Championship. If you sure. go out in the NFC Championship and get your butt whipped. Well, you can okay. even see in the Super Bowl. Both of those teams were yeah. gassed by sure. the end of the Super Bowl. The Chiefs and the 49ers, they were Hell, they on played five edge. quarters. Yeah, they yeah, were so on edge. How many more games did they play? Three. Three. Hmm. Or one one of them, too. But. <laughs> how did, how did, honestly, honest, honest first opinion. How did that make that statement from DeMarcus Lawrence make you feel? Like, I, did, I did response? not love it initially. I was like, okay, everyone else is the same exact level. of. Mm-hmm. It's not like the Packers had only played 14 games Correct. going into that. Correct. And, and Stephon Gilmore was asked about that in a radio interview. I, 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 I don't remember which one it was, so I don't want to miss, mm-hmm. miscredit here. But it was one of the radio interviews that he did. It's like it's, Somebody had asked him, what do, what do you think about, you know, were you guys tired or burnt out? He's like, no, 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 I don't want to hear that. No, yeah. that's not what it was. I think if DeMarcus so, – and he's so good with the media all the time, and he really is a leader on that defense. I think if he was given an opportunity, he wouldn't have said it the same way. And I also don't know if he completely meant it the way that it came out either, where he's saying they were burnt out and they were tired and all that. I, I understand. Everybody's tired, but I don't think he was using it as the excuse or wanted to use it as the excuse that he ended up doing it as. How it wasn't could, a great statement. How else could wrong. it have been interpreted? That it, that it was the end of the season and they didn't play well and they weren't ready. I, I, I think, think that's basically what he was trying to say. What I took it as is that they had a rough December stretch and they were burnt out and tired after that. That's what I took it as. It like Which if, is they fair. Had Buffalo, Miami, Detroit. Washington, you know, and and then they run into the playoffs. That's what I kind of took it as. Like, well, look, we just came off this kinda stretch. Like KC's run, tired and burnt out. Exactly. I'm, look, I'm not the one making excuses. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just giving an opportunity. We're just the messenger. I, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to look at it from both sides. Don't you know? I'm trying to, trying to have yeah. a better perspective you're right. of it. Yeah. You're right. I, I, regardless, it doesn't matter if like you're it. playing the 85 Bears 16 weeks in a row. Yeah. You can't be tired. I didn't like the playoffs. it. Some things come. Even if that was a thought process, some things don't come out your mouth. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and who was it that a couple years back that said you don't give 100% on every play? That was, uh, oh gosh. Safety here. Yep. He was. I don't remember that that's quote. That's sad. funny. Oh, yeah. We don't, we don't it give, was bad. Yeah. We, we don't, don't give 100% on every you, play. Oh, it was Anthony Brown. There you go. Yeah. Or no, 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 no. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Anthony. It wasn't AB. Who was? Uh, Woods. Antoine. Yes. Or not Antoine. Xavier. Xavier Woods. Yep. The. I. I tend to give Demarcus Lawrence a pass on this one because he's never been I agree. that I would guy. like to. He's I'll, never been that guy to make excuses I totally in his agree. entire career. I totally agree with and you, Kyle, but I just like some things just don't 
I can't defend right before what you he say said. something. It's like, you know what? I'm gonna pull that one back. I agree. <laughs> I can't defend what he said, but I can defend the player. I, I agree. I can. I, I can defend who he is and what he does when he pours into this team. And if you don't believe me and you don't understand, turn that, the film on. Freaking look at the all yep. twenty-two. I agree because he's there. I will defend the player all day, every day. I can't defend what he said because I didn't like it either. Yep. But that's ultimately the the, the thought process yeah. behind what Demarcus Lawrence said, and we could go into yep. what Tony said, what CD said, what Micah said, what <laughs> Tony's, Emmett said. Tony's what, been uh, we could talk about what a lot. Jordan of things. Love said, yeah, what Jordan Love oh. said, yeah, we can talk about all that. Whoa. But instead, I want to hear Callers. from Dano in Florida. <laughs> Dano, you're on talking Cowboys. What's going on? Hey guys, what's going on? What's on your mind? Well, I, I, a couple things. You know, uh, I you were just talking about with Demarcus. Um, you know, Jimmy Johnson said, you know, fatigue makes cowards out of all of us. Mm. I agree. I think I think Demarcus Lawrence would have loved to have taken those words back. However, you know, I also listened to the triplets and Darren Johnson and Marcus Spears. And they all say it, they all seem to say the same thing. The problem is in the organization. It's not a DAC issue. It's an organization issue. That being said. Uh, I just want to mention a little bit about uh, what I think needs to happen. The O-line needs to get a little bit more physical up front. Mm -hmm. I think this kid Hoffman at center might be a a, a steal. I think Bass at center might be a steal. Either way, I think that's an upgrade of of what we have. I think you bring Tyrone back if, if he's willing to come back under the same practice schedule he had this year. Mm -hmm. Defensively, I still haven't heard why Mozzie Smith lost all that weight. Haven't heard a thing about that. Um, I think you got to bring Hankins back, and I think you got to get an attitude. And Zimmer brings an attitude. I think he brings a real in-your-face, punch him in the face attitude, where you know he doesn't want to be your best friend. And I think, I think perhaps Dan Quinn got to the point where he wanted to be everybody's friend. And there's that fine line you got to walk. And, I, you know, I don't know if that comfort level got, you know, too strong between everybody. But I think Dan Quinn, I, I, I for one, was not one sorry to see him leave. Hmm. Um, I think, I think yeah, I think uh, we're going to see some uh, edge rushers gone. Uh, but I think I'd like to see Sam Williams step up. I'd like to bring back Dorrance Armstrong. Um and I think a, a guy that goes unheralded somewhat is uh, Goldstein, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want to go back to the O-line real quick. You know, we've switched O-line coaches twice in three years here now, I believe, okay? Um, and I don't know if this guy is the answer. I still say that when the O-line, when that coach was Mark Colombo, they mauled people. didn't matter who was up front, they mauled people. They had an attitude, and it seems like that's not there anymore. Um, I, I'd like to see an O-line coach who's going to bring that element of attack, physicality, nastiness, and I just don't see that they have it. Um, and all in, as far as I'm concerned, from the front office, I'd like to see him get a Devontae David or a, a Bobby Wagner, uh, things like that. So I'll hang up. You guys have a good day. Hey, quick question for you, Dano. You had mentioned. Oh, you oh, didn't get him quick enough. Dang. Okay. It's all good. Well, uh, I, I was going to ask do that, him. Just letting you know. I Yo, yeah, no, it, it's all good. No worries. He was, he was on a mission. Uh, I was going to ask him if he had kind of felt like Dan Quinn had reached his ceiling. That's why he was 
um, okay with him leaving. And I, I think there were some some conversation points there. But um, look, up front, if we're talking about the offensive line, I think there's there's a resounding approval with everybody in this building that things need to be changed up front. Sure. What does that look like? Who knows? But it's I'd be shocked if the same five that started the playoff game will be the same five that start in week one. Um, what do you do? You have a couple of different options. Tyler Biotis is a free agent. Tyron Smith is a free agent. Do you feel like you struck lightning in a bottle by having Tyron Smith for 13 games this past season? If you do feel like that, then you probably don't bring him back. If you don't feel like that, then, hey, maybe you try another one or two more years. Uh, with Tyler Biotis, how comfortable do you feel in his run blocking abilities? Do you feel like that's a big reason why um, you weren't able to have success in the, in the interior running the ball up the middle? If you feel that way, go get a different center. Um, fortunately, this is the draft to do it, to be able to get either of those spots in the first round. But um, I, I think regardless, you're going to see some youth up front. You're going to see some changes up front. Um, I, I we, we talk about – there's been some – some discourse about Mike Solari. I'm okay with Mike Solari and where he's at. I, I don't think that's the concern here. Mm-hmm. I think it's more so of a personnel thing. I think um, they just got to find some different ways and some different people to bring in. Your thoughts? There was a lot to unpack. Yeah, I, I agree with you on the, on the offensive front. Nobody's going to dispute that here. Uh, defensive line, I don't disagree with you there. You're going to see a lot of turnover there, I believe, um, in regards to the personnel. Um, Dan Quinn being excited he's leaving. That's I'm, I wasn't on that train. Nope. Uh, missed that one. Either. Totally missed that train. Didn't have a you, token. And Dano's not alone in that fact. There are a lot of people that, and when I was talking about expectations of Dan Quinn and Mike Zimmer and what they compare like, a lot of people were happy that Dan Quinn is now gone. I'm not there. I don't agree. I, he had and one I've, linebacker. I've been very vocal about that. Yeah, he, yeah, he did a phenomenal job with this defense for three years. I don't care how it ended in that one game. Yes, you build off of that and you use that going forward to build your team better for the future, but that doesn't mean he was a bad coordinator. People are, yeah, people have very short-term memories. Sure. That's the case because Dan Quinn and what he brought to the field was one of the most feared defenses out there. Yeah. Um, you know, so anyways, um, yeah, yeah, you know, in terms of Zimmer, I'm looking forward to seeing what changes. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what changes. I, I know that he's a uh, he's more than capable of putting out a good product. Um, it, it's just going to be a sit and wait and see type of deal to see personnel, how it relates to the current personnel, and what they bring on on, on the roster. A question that I hope Mike Zimmer's asked in his press conference, which should be this week, either tomorrow or Thursday, mm-hmm. and if no one asks it, you know, um, <laughs> what what are the changes you hope to bring? Mm-hmm. And specifically up front, the front seven. Like, what yeah. does that look like for you? What does that look like under your defense? Uh, what does that look like for this team? I think that's going to be the biggest thing that fans are wondering. Yeah. Uh, Cynthia in Laredo is on the phone line. What up, Cynthia? How's it going? RGV. Happy New Year, guys. How's it going? What's on your mind? I tell you what. First of all, you got ahead of me. You touched on what I wanted to talk about. Uh, and that was the... Marcus's uh, remarks about being tired. But my next concern is, can you guys just uh, talk a little bit about, I'm worried about the running back situation and what do you think could happen there, okay? Y'all have a great time and uh, I'm still watching you guys, okay? Appreciate, Appreciate it, Cynthia. Cynthia. I'll tell Nate you said hello, okay? Yes, tell, give, him, give him a big hug for me, okay? Okay, sounds good. And, and, maybe, and maybe this coming here we'll i'll get to see him again there you and go michelle and michelle <laughs> and there you go perfect love it appreciate you cynthia there she, there she goes i'm gonna give nate a little smooch on the cheek it's from cynthia <laughs> <laughs> how quickly do you think he would go through the nearest wall it would be a uh, pass that he'd be he'd just fall into instincts. <laughs> like whoa 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 what are you doing uh all right running back position 
Tony Pollard's comments over the weekend on the Pat McAfee show didn't make me feel much better about how he is uh, attacking this offseason as a part of the Dallas Cowboys team. Yeah. He didn't even realize Dan Quinn was gone. Now, offensive player, defensive staff member. It's not like they were super close. But, I mean, come on. Do you believe it? No. I don't believe it. You think it's a negotiation tactic? I don't know what it is. I just don't believe that for one second. It was like two, three days by that point. Yeah. Yeah, no. There's no way. Don't think so? There's no way. There was at least one text message that came through. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so sh- oh, I'm, I'm talking about social media. What? Running back position. <laughs> I think there's a couple candidates out there that I think that they will make a big splash with. Uh, I'm not sure if one of them we can even talk about. don't know the rules around that. But I know King Henry's free. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there's a dude up in, in the New York region that I wouldn't be mad at either. Uh, but I think that they're going to. I believe he's free as well. Is he? Is he? I, I think I so. Know if he's okay you to talk know? About. Uh, well, one year deal. One year deal. I think so. Yeah. Regardless, I, there's another one in Indianapolis coming out <laughs> as well. Zach Moss. Um, <laughs> there's there's an interesting free agent. Correct. Jonathan Taylor. No, no, not at all. There's there's interesting free agent opportunities. I think. I know I've said this many times on a couple of shows. You look at what Detroit did with their backfield this last offseason, what they needed to do and how they attacked that. They let Jamal Williams walk, Walk. and he was leading the NFL in touchdowns. Mm. And there was a lot of criticism around that decision. So what they do, they bring in David Montgomery, who Mm -hmm. is a little bit younger, has that same kind of downhill ability. Then, okay, let's go get our playmaker, Jameer Gibbs, in the Mm -hmm. first round. Not saying that Dallas is going to go draft a running back in the first round. This is certainly not the draft to do that. But they can go draft one. They can go pick up a free agent, combo that run, that running back room together then you have something working there yeah there's a lot of different angles they can take this offseason but i don't foresee the running back room having any issues it's yeah. just we just don't know what it's going to look like i think rb3 is on this team though i think so too i yeah. think so as well yeah all right let's take our second break when we come back we're going to talk to Allen in clearwater florida we're going to take his phone call and then we'll wrap things up here on this offseason edition of talking cowboys right after this They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites in a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJackBlack.com. Black.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now... 
Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, this segment of the show is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. Nick Harris, Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Let's check in with Alan in Clearwater, Florida. What's going on, Alan? Hey, good morning, guys. <clears throat> What's on your um, mind? So the two points that you're bringing up today, the uh, coaching hire and the Demarcus Lawrence comment. On the Demarcus Lawrence comment, I just want to say this. Um, you know, there's a difference between making an excuse and explaining what happened. I don't know what's in his heart and mind when he said it. Uh, none of us do. We're, we're guessing. But everybody's looking for an explanation for the Cowboys' collapse mm-hmm. in Packers' game. If Demarcus Lawrence is saying that, well, speaking for myself, I was gassed, I was exhausted, he may not be making an excuse. He may be saying there is a reason for me personally, right? I was tanked, and so my play wasn't up to par. I agree with Isaiah. If even if that's true, you should not have said it. I think that's poor for a number of reasons. But I just want to point out that he may not be excusing his play. He may be simply explaining it. Here's the explanation. We were gassed. So um, on the uh, coaching hire, I also I think you guys really have it uh, pegged. The issue is going to be whether Zimmer's style works for the players. I think Mm -hmm. that is the key issue. I I concur with that opinion. But if we look at, again, what happened, what explains the collapse, the three things that we've been talking about is uh, personnel talent, uh, the game plan, and the execution of the players. And if you look on the defensive side of the ball, if we answer the first question that we had the talent, that there is enough talent on this team to win, we're left with two other possibilities. It was the game plan that Quinn called, or it was the execution of the players. Mm. In either case, to my mind, that's a coaching issue. If your players aren't executing, you guys are doing something wrong in the coaching part of the scheme as well. So we bring in Zimmer. Uh, we're probably going to have different game plan. <laughs> And as everybody's been pointing out, it's the discipline on execution. If you have enough talent and you have a good game plan, then it's execution. Mm -hmm. And we know this defense was not disciplined, not disciplined for penalties with, you know, their assignments. Okay, so we're going to find out if the key is, as you were pointing out also, I just want to, you know, say I agree, will it work for this group of players? And that is really why it's disappointing that Quinn didn't stay one more year, though, one more year with McCarthy because him leaving with this group of players, you know, the Cowboys may look back and regret 
did they should have been McCarthy that it was gone and given Quinn the team because all these players that were working for him is it going to get much worse with this new coach and if you look at the staff that Quinn's putting together at Washington mm. I like the staff that he's putting together I would have liked to see that here time will tell the Cowboys may regret that they let go the wrong coach Alan thank you for the call appreciate your opinions and some of the questions that you're you're raising there too. I'll start with the with the game plan and and how he he saw the the way the wild card game went down. We talked about it afterwards immediately on the show following. Everyone deserved a little bit of that loss. Game plan check, coaching check, players check, personnel check. It, maybe this roster wasn't as good as we thought it was. Maybe it it wasn't as good as we made it out to be. Either way, it didn't happen, and there was a lapse in a number of ways. I think there's a little bit of all the, the elements that he just listed mm -hmm. that deserve a little bit of the blame for what happened in the wild card round. And that doesn't change now that we're a month out from what happened. No, not at all. And Jordan Love helped you with a little bit of understanding as to what their game plan was <laughs> in the Micah Parsons. Do we want to give context to that Go as ahead. well? Yeah, for sure. It, Micah Parsons had this big live stream on his podcast on Friday night in Vegas and had a lot of people pop through. C.J. Stroud, uh, Stephen A. Smith, C.D. Lamb, and Jordan Love. And Jordan Love stayed on for 54 minutes and they talked about a lot of things. The second half of that podcast is actually pretty fun because then they just talk ball. It's actually kind of interesting. But the first half, uh, there's uh, probably a good 10 to 15 minute section where they're talking about the game, the Cowboys-Packers game, and how they were able to attack the Cowboys defense and it was kind of funny because Jordan Love was he was very straightforward and honest about it but it kind of came off as like I don't know kind of like facetious in some ways he was like well you know we were um looking at your defense and notice you had a defensive back playing linebacker so we were going to run the ball <laughs> Michael like, was like, like a safety or something like yeah, that Michael player? was like all right <laughs> cool yeah so it's tough but it, yeah and I, I there's a lot of people on twitter i think whenever that video dropped on saturday morning that were calling that a little bit soft and kind of pairing it with d law having those soft comments a couple days before what that soft, exactly. having jordan love on the podcast just it, just in general oh, yeah, yeah. And there was a lot of there was a lot of discourse about that so oh, world yeah welcome okay. that's that's why you're off twitter I, that's why i just yeah, tell bro. you everything that yeah, happens you. so you don't have to worry about it. it nick's got this under wraps he's yeah. got it all yeah, good i'll special. bring the toxicity to you I don't worry gifts. you know me i reply <laughs> straight gifts that's my response the so the second half of alan's comments there talking about will the cowboys regret letting the wrong coach quote unquote go there's no way you make that decision i i just i know I know what you're thinking. I know what the thought process is there. That decision was never in the question for this organization. And with that being said, part of the problem was Dan Quinn, too. He gave up 27 points in the first half to a team that he should not have given up 27 points in the first half to. And let the record show that they were not they did not get rid of Dan Quinn. They did not say, let oh, go of Dan yeah. Quinn. Didn't let they, him they were, walk. They were more than okay with having him back in the building right now if yeah. Washington did not hire him as a head coach. So sure. they were more than okay with running it back with what they had. So that's yeah. only by chance of the commander signing him as head coach. And you know, maybe that gives you a little bit more parity going into Mike McCarthy's final year on contract and we'll see. But I I think that's too too tough to judge. You look at what yeah. they were able to do offensively, what they were able to to do defensively, the time that each coach had and being able to form those systems. I don't think you make a decision there, which they didn't. Washington made it for him. Yeah. And he's right. Time will tell, but that's anything in the NFL. Right. Time will tell anything. It'll tell if Dan Quinn's going to be a good hire in Washington. It'll be if Mike Zimmer's a good hire as the defensive coordinator in Dallas. That's just 
the NFL. I mean, Thanks. time will tell if Patrick Mahomes was a good draft pick back in 2017 for the Kansas City Chiefs. He turned to be pretty okay. <laughs> time didn't really have to tell that one. Yeah. That happened quick. He only had a couple. <laughs> hey, short amount of time, long amount of time, you can figure it out in, in a couple of ways. But uh, that's that's ultimately our or my thought on the process. We'll see what happens moving forward. All right, Isaiah, you will not be here next week. Or the following. Or the following week. Where are you going? I am going to Tanzania. Why is that? I'm going with the Chris Long. Uh, Chris Long has a foundation. Uh, it's actually waterboys.org where they uh, go to Tanzania and other countries in Africa and provide water, sustainable water wells um, in obviously underprivileged areas of the of the country. So super excited to go play a part in that. was able to raise some funds um, through all the donations. So thank you to everybody who donated. Um, now I get to actually go see the impact in person. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in association with that, we're climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. Oh, like that's like the side that's a side quest. That's, That's a side gig. Burn. That's yeah. a side gig. Yeah. So interesting. Four days up, two days down. Pray for your Holy boy. Cow. I was asking you in the break about how you how you get there. Can you can you explain that to the people? Because I don't think you got the chance to finish. Either. Yeah, I'm flying. <laughs> for, yeah, so I leave. I fly from here to Detroit, which uh-huh. I think is like three hours or something like that. I have no two and a half hours. That's the easy part. Three hour layover. Home of the Lions. Yeah. And then I fly yeah. from Detroit to <laughs> nice. Amsterdam, which I think is eight seven and a half hours. Yeah. And then I have another layover, and then I fly from Amsterdam down to Tanzania. Which is eight hours, eight okay. and a half hours. So you so go straight from Amsterdam to Tanzania, straight there. Okay, so I figured there'd be another layover in there, but yeah. that works out. I, I, yeah, I wish I wish I had your private jet, um, mm-hmm. but twenty three hours of traveling. I'm shocked you didn't go to like Johannesburg first. I, I, I either way, I would have been in the airport. I'm not getting yeah. out of there, but yeah. it's going to be an interesting trip. I'm super. I'm getting excited. I'm I'm kind of paranoid and making sure that I have all my gear because there's no buying gear once you're there <laughs> so yeah. just trying to make sure that i have all everything checked off and i'm gonna get a lot of content record a lot of stuff take a lot of pictures and hopefully have a big impact and then yeah. hopefully i can make it all the way up and down a mountain that's awesome well good stuff can, can you anybody... call us from the top of mount kilimanjaro Bro, on, our show, next on our show i don't know that'd be dope yeah <laughs> like i don't know what time in, be. in the middle of mount kilimanjaro <laughs> call you guys it's midnight <laughs> is there quickly is there any way for those listening to still be involved absolutely you guys go to uh, waterboys.org and you guys go on there and see the current roster and myself and i think there's 11 others uh, that are part of it and if you guys want to donate just click on my name on the roster and you guys can donate really good cause Um, they've had a big impact for a lot of years and uh, i'm excited to to be on the ground with with them that's awesome that's really cool well good luck let us know how it goes. Absolutely. Please come back in three weeks alive. <laughs> yeah, please. And good to go. That would, that would be great. All right. That'll do it for us here on Talking Cowboys. We'll be ba- back next Tuesday with Nick and John Machoda on the show. For Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, Chris Beam in the back, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from Talking Cowboys. We'll see you next week. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!